You know, sometimes you you just got to hit the record button and just go. What is going on, yo? I'm your host, Rob, back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. This is a very special, special shout-out episode to Earn Your Leisure, the EYL podcast. Really like what those guys are doing, and they sparked something in me. Uh, I'm going to push myself a bit further than I normally would this year. And I just want to shout them out. Uh, really, this is going to be dedicated to one of their most recent episodes because I want to reiterate some things that were said. So if you are looking to start a business this year, yeah, yeah, I got some tidbits for you. Let's get into it. Understanding why some people are so disgusted by excuses. I'm telling you. So, <clears throat> I know I've been talking about business, business. I've been talking about business a lot lately. One, because uh, I'm in the process of finishing up the beginning of starting my who knows how many businesses I've had. Um, but... So I, I like to share resources. Again, the, the premise of my show is to promote positivity. I want to get people information that I wish I would have had before I made certain decisions in my life. Now, I'm going to take a very deep departure here. Most people, I'm not even going to say most people, a lot of people don't like to give credit where credit is due. They don't like to shout people out because they're so busy promoting and talking about themselves. Wherein I have the opposite approach. I love to have people come on. And speak on my show and share their information and knowledge with others. You know, introduce them to my fan base so they can get some more supporters and followers and vice versa. I just want to be a beacon to be able to help people get to information and resources that they may need, right? Uh, This was something that wasn't always, let me see, digestible for me. I won't say it wasn't accessible, but it wasn't always digestible. And podcasts are just a great way for, a lot, I think, a good amount of people to get information because literally you can go about your day doing whatever it is that you do because everything you have, I mean, if you have a phone, there you go. That's your coach, your teacher, your mentor right there in your pocket. Man, listen, I've definitely had some hiccups and bumps along the road starting uh, businesses just because I've only been able to rely on the people around me. And as you know, uh, well, some of you don't know, this is something you may run into. Um, people, one thing I'm working on this year is trying not to say a lot too much because you know, what is a lot from my experience, (laughs) people like to make you think that they're doing better than they actually are. They like to make you think that they know every single thing that they're talking about. One thing I learned from my mentor, Mr. Corbin J. Millette, in real estate, it, you are not going to know all the answers. 
it's impossible because every transaction is different with different circumstances. Doesn't matter. You can buy, you can ask someone to buy a house in a neighborhood in January. And in February, you can have someone buying a house in the same neighborhood right next door to the same house you just sold, same model, same everything, and you're going to learn something new about that transaction and you're going to run into something you probably didn't know or realize uh, or something you're going to have to research. That's just how it is. So I've ran into a couple bumps in the road. Some of it was fear. Some of it was laziness. Um, I'm just going to chalk it up to a, a combination of those things. So... I shouted out Earn Your Leisure podcast because those are two black brothers who are really dedicated to passing along knowledge. They have various guests on their podcast that talk about uh, a bunch of different things, different topics, different ways to make money. Um, And they also talked about their journey. One thing that they talked about that I listened to on the way back up north with my girlfriend from Thanksgiving was how they got into merch. And them just sharing their journey on how they ended up selling merchandise blew my mind because they helped me eliminate about 50%, about half, half of what they went through, maybe 70% of what they went through. I'm not going to have to go through because I listened to their podcast, how they started out. They even were, they were so specific that they named their favorite brand of shirts so I have to actually go back and listen to that episode and I want to get some samples of that shirt because we are going to be selling merch and I want you all to have quality shirts. I don't want you to pay whatever the price may be. I don't want you to pay for something that you can wear once or twice and then it's faded or it's not good quality or what have you. I want to sell good quality stuff. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that episode. I listened to their stock tips. I am not a stock expert. I want to learn more, so I'm definitely going to do some research there. But I listened to their stock tips episode, kind of what their reasoning is behind the stocks that they think are going to do great this year. And I wrote them down. And as always, 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 ladies and gentlemen, wherever you get your information from or whoever you get your information from, you have to do your own research. That is how they feel. Those are their tips. Uh, I think they know what they're talking about. But Rob is going to have to do some Googles and go on some company websites and look at, you know, these companies' projections for the future. All the boring stuff my parents did when I was a kid, looking at the news and listening to these companies talk and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm going to have to read some articles and do my own research. So, yeah. So what I wanted to highlight, though, was they just had the three-year anniversary episode. Go listen to, I'm literally sending you directly to another podcast. Episode 167, How to Start a Business in 2022. The Earn Your Leisure podcast had uh, a phenomenal guest. Her name is (laughs) Miss Business. Man, yo. (laughs) She broke down so many things. And I I told told my girlfriend immediately, I was like, babe, I know you haven't started your business yet. You need to listen to this episode. They break down so many things. Um, You may have to listen to it more than once. But it's beneficial for those of you who are in business and those of you who are thinking about getting into business. She broke down some things that are going to help me, especially at the phase that I'm at. And I'm just going to touch on a few things. 
Um, she talks about LLCs and trademarks. Uh, if you want to protect a name, brand, logo, or something, you know, more broadly or in a broad fashion, you want to trademark it. You want to make sure someone else can't take it. LLCs is another level that's more so local or statewide. Nationwide will be your trademark. So, you know, there can be, you know, a thousand different Joe's Computer Shacks. There can be one in California. There can one be in New York. There can be one in Florida. There can be one in South Carolina, North Carolina, so on and so forth. Statewide. But if I trademark Joe's Computer Shack, you can't just run out there and use it. That's mine. It belongs to me. World of difference. Um, and I'm talking about things associated with your business. Um, names, more so, probably are going to be a bit more difficult. Um, having a registered agent. I had to get a registered agent. Actually, it is the law. I'm not going to say the law. It is a requirement in Virginia. You have to get a registered agent, and a registered agent is where you are served legal documents. So if someone's trying to sue you or you got some no bueno stuff coming your way, um, your registered agent will get that, and then they get that to you. And basically it's a third party who receives those notices, and they give them to you, whether it be digital or physical. They talked about S-Corps. Um, a virtual address. Never heard of this. That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> it's a. It, it, you can give your business a physical address other than your actual home, which is great because I've tried to do a couple different types of transactions up here, and I looked up the companies, and it's people's houses. No, I'm not. I'm not ordering my stuff and doing my stuff in that your house. No, makes you look a certain way. But again, do your own research on that. Miss um, Business talked about QuickBooks accounting. Yo, I'm getting QuickBooks. If we're going to be in business, ladies and gentlemen, let's manage the money properly. Set up a business account, which they covered that as well, having your business account and using your business account for receiving your funds, paying yourself, and making those business purchases. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but you can link... You can link your bank account, you can link debit cards, I'm not sure about credit cards, to your QuickBooks. So when you swipe, swipe, swipe in a way, if you're like me, old school, trying to keep receipts, they fade, they deteriorate, you lose them, you forget who, what, when, where, why. When you do that with QuickBooks, it automatically puts them in there, and according to you know what they said in the podcast, all you got to do is go back and put them in the correct category. Beautiful. Another quick tip for y'all, and I do this, and I learned this from my first uh, CPA. Uh, when it comes to taxes and business receipts, ladies and gentlemen, end of the month, man, end of every month, add up those receipts, put them in a spreadsheet, whatever you're going to do every month. Even in QuickBooks, end of the month, go through your transactions, make sure they're categorized and placed properly. Excuse me. You do not want to be... You don't want to go through a year or a year and a couple months of receipts. It's not fun, especially if you make a lot of transactions. I've been fortunate that I might make about, depending on, even in real estate, eh, I probably make about five to ten transactions a month. So, um, And they weren't, a lot of them were digital receipts and stuff. It was easy to go through. But if you're someone who's making like dozens and dozens a month, you're going to want to do that. But they covered that. Uh, enjoying the process. So here, here's what I had to add to that. So, um, 
here's 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 where my experience comes in. First of all, shout out to, again to Earn Your Leisure Podcast, EYL. Shout out to Miss Business. Thank you so much for sharing that knowledge. Um, I'm in the process of getting my business bank account started up. Ran into a hiccup, but we're going to get past it. Uh, this is something y'all need to think about, too. Know your state and county laws and procedures. I'm the type of person I like to start my business the quote-unquote official way. I don't want to say the right way. I'll say the official way. I want to make sure my legal documentation is in place. Here's why. This is the mindset and mentality I want to have. I want to be successful. I'm going to be successful. My business and whatever I do is going to reach beyond where I'm sitting right now currently in Virginia. It is going to reach out. I plan on being successful. Therefore, I need to protect it as if it is going to be successful. I need to make sure that if I needed to file a paperwork, it is filed. I need to make sure that if I'm supposed to have a registered agent, I have one. If I'm supposed to be registered with the state, I have it. If I'm supposed to have an official DBA doing business as name filed with the state, that I do it. Because once I reach the level that I want to reach, I don't want a bunch of you know, lawsuits or cease and desist and all this other crap coming later. Yes, I understand you can do a lot of businesses and start a lot of things and get a lot of things and get straight to the money, but it can come back to bite you in the ass 10 times as hard if you don't have the proper foundation when you are doing these things. Number one is taxes. You want to make sure your tax stuff is properly put together because the way you do taxes impacts your personal life. Also, the benefit to doing things the correct way in business, once you establish a business account, Duns and Bradstreet, you can get a number. It's like a social security number for your business. Then you can start using and working on building business credit. Your business credit is separate from your personal credit. I'm going to say that again. Your business credit is separate from your personal credit. So you can be Borrowing money, if needed, if necessary. Getting credit cards, if needed, if necessary, for your business, and it have no impact on your personal. That's hugely important, especially if you have a family. You got a wife, you got kids. Y'all want to buy? Y'all need to buy cars, houses, whatever's going on with your business is not bringing down, you know, God forbid, bringing down your personal credit. The entities are kept separate because when those two things are mixed, gets a little dicey. Okay, can get a little bit dicey. So that's another reason why you want to make sure you are doing things properly through the proper channels because there are benefits, bigger and greater benefits to doing things the correct way. Okay. Um, so yeah, make sure you are looking at those state and county laws and procedures. I've had an LLC in South Carolina. I've had an LLC now in Virginia. Two totally different processes. In South Carolina, you file for your LLC. Booyah, you're done. You do whatever you want, basically. I mean, within the bounds of reason. You don't have to file for a DBA. You don't have, a ha have to have a registered agent. They don't even, and I think, uh, I don't know if it was with the state or with my EIN. I had to state my primary form of business. But that was it. I don't think it was with the state. I'm pretty sure. Virginia, you need a name. You got to have a registered agent. You got to put in the. You have to file with the county to get a business license in your county to practice. Depending on the, the industry, I had to get a business license. 
Um, I had to let them know what industry I was in. I had to get approved for the business license. Completely different process. Many more steps. I loved it, though, because now if someone looks up my business, they can see everything that they need to see, and they know that I'm legit. Um, so that that's very interesting. That's why I say that. You, I don't want to be caught out there, and I didn't do something that I, that I wasn't supposed to do because, once again, I plan on being successful. And anybody who's ever been successful, you know you are going to get haters, and I do not want any hater to be a simple Google search away from ruining my day. By saying, oh, you don't have a business license, but you're doing this. Oh, you didn't do this. So, I'm do you know what I'm saying? And it, it helps me sleep better at night. So, this is something else I want y'all to truly, truly think about. Actually, I'm going to say that for last. Uh, money. Money matters when it comes to business. Money matters. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end after a couple of bullet points. Your business account, I can't remember if they said this on EOYL or not. Maybe they did. I think she did. I'll give Miss Business credit. Uh, set a minimum you want to keep in your business account, even if the bank doesn't. The bank account I'm setting up in my business banking is going to have a zero balance requirement. They have other account levels where they have requirements and benefits, but I'm not up and running, so I don't need to do that. I'm not doing as many transactions, so I don't need a super-duper business account. But... I am going to set a minimum that I want to have in that account, even though I don't have to have one. It's for disciplinary purposes. I always want my business to have something in there in case of a repair or any other type of emergency. There needs to be a threshold or a minimum amount of money in there so that no matter what, I always know that I have access to, access to this amount. Just like I think with your regular accounts, regular bank accounts, you should fight and work to keep a minimum in there. And that minimum can go to the side in the savings and not even be touched by transactions, but it's there if I need it. Uh, do you need petty cash? Do you need a petty cash box for running around and doing some of these little smaller transactions? That is something else you're going to want to consider when you are running a business. Do you need petty cash? Study your cash flow in relation to days, weeks, and months. Yo, during that podcast on Earn Your Leisure, they talked about how um, you can use your pictures. One of the fellows was talking about looking at some receipts, and he couldn't remember what was going on at the time. So he correlated the dates from the pictures on his phones with the receipts. And he remembered, oh, yeah, I was in Florida. I did this. I did that. We talked about this. I bought that. So that's another good thing. Um, and when it comes to cash flow, once, well, that's taxes. When it comes to actual cash flow, learn whatever type of business you have. What days of the week are you most profitable? What days of the week are you least profitable? What days of the week are you getting the most hits on your website or web page or inquiries? What days are you getting the least? Same thing with the weeks in the month. What time of month usually do you do you usually do better? What times of the month do you usually do worse? Why does that matter? Because you can cater your marketing and promotion to that. Um, most people get paid on the 1st and the 15th, um, depending on your clientele. Your clientele might have money all the time. But a lot of people get paid on 1st and the 15th. Let's say I'm catering to the 1st and the 15th people. If I know people get paid on the 1st and the 15th, y'all got money in your pockets on the 1st and the 15th. So it probably would behoove me, if I'm going to do a sale or something like that, to do it around the 1st or the 15th. Not necessarily waiting for a holiday, but shoot. I can build anticipation. Let me do this thing, you know, on the 28th of this month, and that's three days before, you know, the first. 
and then, all right, I'm going to do this sale for a week. I'm going to do it three days before the first. The first will fall on, like, the fourth day. Maybe I let the first fall on the third day, and they know that sale is ending in a couple days. I'm creating a sense of urgency because you know the sale is about to end. You just got this money. You're probably going to make a purchase. Just a simple marketing strategy. Um, and I don't even really do this yet. Um, but that's a simple marketing strategy. Know how your money flows. Know when you are going to rake some in and know when you probably not. Now, I say, quote unquote, no, but y'all know what I mean by that. Yes, nothing is 100% guaranteed, but you know what I mean by that. If, you work, if you've ever had a part-time job that really focuses on money, like I worked in a jewelry store. So we talked about numbers and dates and times a year and when we're the most profitable and all that stuff. That matters because when the company knows, hey, like Christmas, Christmas and uh, around Valentine's is when everyone's in the jewelry store. So around Christmas is when they run great promotions and here's your love bucks or K coupons or whatever they call those things. And, oh, we have the special financing. We're going to do this special promotion. With our All the beautiful, wonderful things that you want and need to buy whatever you need to buy. We're going to make them accessible during a time of year where we know people are going to be in and out of here buying up stuff or wanting to buy stuff. So study your cash flow. Study your cash flow. Study it. Study it. Study it. Study it. Study your cash flow. Know how and when that money is coming in. Uh, study your expenses and relations as well. So just like you study your cash flow, study your expenses. What months, days of the week, you know, or what weeks in the month are your most expensive? When are you spending a majority or a bulk of your money? Where are you spending it? Can you cut costs somewhere? These are the things that people don't talk to you about. Everyone's so busy telling people to run out and start a business that they're not really setting y'all up for success. And yes, this part I'm talking about can be tedious and can be annoying. And I'm going to get to my last point here in a second. But that these are some of the ways that you run a successful business. These are things that I wish I had done in the past with my businesses. I'm doing them now and I will be doing them in the future because I'm going to be getting into an industry with these vending machines um, to where I'm going to have to study my cash flow. I'm going to have to know, all right, what month is a good month for my machine at this location? What month is a bad month for my machine at this location? Okay, what month do I spend the most money in? Which month do I spend the least amount of money in? What months do I know I need to, like, you know, not stock the machine so much? Prime example, let's say I put a machine in a school. School's not in during the summer, so I'm probably not going to invest too much money into that machine as far as putting products in it because the people in the building, unless they run a summer program, nobody's going to be in there. That machine's going to be sitting. Uh, I might need, if, if I find out, you know, hey, there's going to be a few staff members doing a couple workshops, okay, you know, I'll leave some inventory, but I'm not about to stuff an entire machine knowing that that whole machine is going to sit for two months and it might, it might see 20 people. No. Um, even when it comes to seasonal stuff, maybe I want to put gloves in my sh machine. Maybe I want to put masks maybe I want to put sanitizer, you know, different products like that. Um, but I have to study the flow of things is what I'm saying. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, this is something you need to think about. And this is something I thought about when I was in the bank trying to set up my business account, which I have to still get straight probably this week was, oh, excuse me, take this, okay, take this. 
Even those of you who, if you haven't started a business or you're about to start a business, take this right here. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. The paperwork, the opening of accounts, um, your purchases, selling, making adjustments, making schedules, setting appointments, doing, having meetings, interviews, reviewing products, filing something with the state, filing something with the county. Enjoy all these processes. Rob, why? Think about this. You're doing something. You're doing something that you want to do because most people start a business because they want to because uh, you're setting yourself up for a lot of work. You're doing something that you want to do and you're doing something that a vast majority of people are afraid to do and won't do, or they probably want to do, but can't do it, or lacking or missing something that's preventing them from doing it. And you will be sitting across from these people who will be wishing they were in the process of what you are currently doing. It's time consuming, but it's worth it. I'm sitting across from, I'm starting my business and I'm sitting across from people. I'm not saying everyone hates their jobs, and I am a fan of nine to fives. I'm not saying that they're to be all end all, but they do help create, if in the right position, and depending on your life and your lifestyle, they can create a lot of stability. And we need nine to five jobs. We need them. I don't like when people diss nine to five jobs or part time jobs. Now, if you want to diss the practices and you want to diss the pay, okay. But everyone who has a business that wants to expand and grow, you need employees. You cannot do it all by yourself. You need employees. And even if you don't have employees and you contract out, those contractors probably have employees. So please don't, uh, what's the word, diss or put them down. But... There are going to be people you're sitting across from because it's annoying. I'm telling you. It took me about a month to get all my paperwork straight here in Virginia. That's a long time for someone who works full time and does things after work related to work. So my free time was sparse, like very little free time um, because my rest is important. But I got everything done. And I'm thinking about, you know, when I was uh, filing for my business license, the young lady who... uh was processing my stuff, was like, man, I was just talking to somebody and I want to do vending machines and blah, blah, blah. And I gave her my email. I said, yo, hit me up. I got some information I can pass along to you. She never emailed me. She she might still be working there. But that's what I mean. You're, you're looking at, I'm standing across from people who want to be in my position. You will probably be standing across. There's going to be a few times you're going to be standing across from people or sitting across, across from people who wish they were in your position. Cherish that. I'm not saying, ha-ha, I'm better than you, and yeah, I got this, and you don't, but the roles could easily be reversed. So pat yourself on the back for getting up off your ass and doing it. <laughs> yeah. Let me holler at my brothers. <laughs>
my wonderful kings, my black brothers, my strong brothers, my intelligent brothers, my good brothers. Uh, this is what I want y'all to do, man. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to reevaluate my... Uh, let me see here. I'm going to reevaluate values and what the word value means to me. I also want to look at what value I bring to my relationships. Am I a good source of anything? Am I a valuable source of anything? I want to be beneficial to the people around me, to the people who choose to give me their time. I would like the same in return. You can't guarantee that, but I have control over me. And I want to I want to definitely reevaluate my value and what I'm bringing. And I and I challenge y'all to do the same. You know, when we bring value to each other, we can raise each other up. We can bring each other up. We can accomplish great things. It is not always an overnight thing because some people will agree, some people will disagree. That's just a part of life. But just take that time. Take that one second to say, what value do I really bring here? Am I adding value to this situation? Am I? And what is it? What is that value? Is, and is that something that's truly valuable? And when I say is that something truly valuable, if you were to disappear tomorrow, would those people miss what it, what it was that you were bringing? I personally can say that I do have one thing I know for sure. Um, that people would miss if I were to quote-unquote disappear tomorrow, God forbid, at least that one thing. Um, there's probably more, but I, I just know that one thing because of all the years of people telling me. <laughs> uh, I'm a good listener, easy to talk to. Been told that all my life. Um, but there's definitely more. People like to bounce ideas off me, things of that nature. So I just want you to look at that. And here's my thing. Uh... If it if you don't if you can't answer that question or you don't find anything, then figure out why that is and work on it. That's simple. We get to choose. Remember that. Got the freedom to choose. So what are you going to choose? And with that, I would like to thank you all, all of our listeners, subscribers, supporters. FME underscore podcast on Fanbase. FME. Make sure you download Fanbase, man. Fanbase. F-A-N-B-A-S-E. Uh, com- FME underscore podcast on Instagram. Join the Facebook group from my experience podcast. Website hopefully will be coming by March. I'm going to shoot for late March. Might be sooner, but I'm going to shoot for late March. Uh, I got to design some things I love y'all man this is my therapy this feels great it feels good to pass on this information go listen to earn your leisure podcast if you give a damn about making money go listen to earn your leisure podcast right now Um, I, I hope I can interview with those guys one day I really do but that's all I got for y'all Once again, I love y'all. It's January 2022. This is a great way for you to start your year. If you are a person who is in business or someone who is looking to start a business, go listen to that 
episode of Earn Your Leisure. Tell people to listen to my episode too. Hello, you know, I gave a couple little tidbits here. And um Yeah, 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 yeah. Until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. See y'all next time. Peace.